Hello everyone, I'm Brent Aiken, and welcome to the first episode of my very first podcast, Listen, Watch, Discuss. Every Friday and Saturday, I will review old and new animated and live-action shows, movies, music, and take a look at what's new in the entertainment industry. Join me today on my first episode as I take a look at Christopher Nolan's latest movie, Tenet. Yeah, after forever without any movies in the theaters, <laughs> it was kind of nice to see an actual movie on the big screen for a change. It's kind of crazy, too. Just it's, it's just crazy. These last few months, or actually, yeah, like, f it's been five, six months. Because I remember back in February... The last movie I went to go see was like February 20th or 22nd. I don't know, it was it was like a Sunday. It was Birds of Prey and I I had already went to go see it a second a first time uh like a week ago, but I just loved it so much I wanted to see it again. And I was planning on going to see Onward next as well, but by the time that I was going to go see it, the theater was shutting down and you know that was that for until now, you know, <laughs> until August 21st, they finally opened up, uh, Regal Hollywood cinemas. Um, and I didn't end up going to see Tenet when it came out. It came out the third of this month, September, and I was finally able to see it, uh, this today, actually. Yeah, this Friday. And, um, I thought it was really good. It was a really good movie. Um, not gonna lie, it was definitely confusing <laughs> at parts, but it was it was really entertaining, and it was even though they don't really say it's they say instead of time travel, it, they call it time inversion in the movie, but it's pretty much time travel. Um, it kind of sticks to the rules of time travel. The movie does. Uh, but also kind of flips the script on how it's done. You know, how conventional time travel movies deal with, you know, the grandfather paradox where it's like, oh, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather before you're born, won't that erase you from the present slash future, you know, from your time? And, uh, the, you know, other time travel paradoxes and, and I guess cliches that other time travel movies use. But uh, they do a good job in this movie with addressing you know, like paradoxes in the time timeline and, you know, how time travel works. But basically what the movie's about is it stars John David Washington as the protagonist. And he doesn't have a name. That's, that's his name, the protagonist. Uh, and he basically finds himself trying to prevent World War III and also stop the direction of time from flowing backwards because there's these people in the future who keep sending pieces of complicated machinery back into the present slash past, you know, the timeline where he's from. And he has to figure out along with uh, a couple other secret agents, how and why this is happening. And, you know, has to, again, stop <laughs> the third world war from, you know, uh, coming into play. So he jo he's joined by Neil, played by Robert Pattinson, and Elizabeth Debicki, who plays Kat, and a few other characters. Michael Caine actually shows up in the movie. He only has like one he only has one scene, but 
I mean, he's important, you know, and he he get he gets the infor- the protagonist gets the information he needs from Michael Caine's character, and then it's on to the next scene. So it's pretty standard, but you know, for for the time that he was in the movie, Michael Caine did a pretty good job, as as he usually does. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was really cool to see time the time inversion as they call it, like because apparently they shot obviously they shot everything in in real time for, uh, forward but they re they replayed it backwards and that's how they how it happened in the movie like uh for example there's this one scene in the trailer actually the third trailer where the protagonist and neil are running through the wreckage of a plane that just crashed into an airport terminal and uh the but they're going forward in time and the wreckage is happening in reverse so like as soon like they're running around firemen trying to put out the fire with water so they're like ducking the water as it's coming back into the hose and and they're ducking the plane wreckage like as it goes back up and reattaches itself to the plane so it's uh it's pretty cool and then there's a car crash that happens in reverse that almost hits them and um in one scene where there's like a highway chase and uh it's just it was cool to see cuz that cuz you usually don't it's it's something new you know you don't usually see something like that in movies uh i mean even time travel movies and also what i thought was particularly interesting is that apparently they actually spoke backwards in the movie like there were a few scenes where characters would speak backwards and then like through a radio or through a walkie-talkie and then it would play forward to the character uh in that they were listening to so that but that wasn't actually they didn't actually take their audio and reverse it they actually had the actors learn the lines backwards which sounds insane to me but apparently they found a way i mean they're professionals but still that that just the idea of talking backwards sounds difficult and it's not just the words backwards it's like each word each letter and each word is backwards too so it's not like you're just saying the words backwards or it's not like you're saying the sentence in a backwards direction you're like saying everything backwards including the letters in each word but but that was that was cool in and of itself and um the villain was really cool. He was played by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, he his name was Andre Saunter. I want to say Saunter was his name. Uh, yes, yes, that was his name. Or no, Sater. Andre Sater. Excuse me. <laughs> and uh, he was he was a cool villain. He was really hateable too because he was just a complete jerk and abu- he just abused his wife, Cat by the way, uh, constantly. And, um, you know, and it was all in the pursuit of his goal to, you know, in the world, you know, start World War III. Um, and it was just, it was insane. The links he would go to, like the links he went to and were about to go to towards the climax in order to just, you know, wipe out everything and everything. Anything and everything. It was just crazy. So another thing besides the acting, which again was great, that I appreciated, was the international cast. There were several different people 
represented from several different parts around the world in the movie that were part of the main cast. For example, the protagonist was American. Neil, his partner and his friend, was British. Kat was Australian. Andre was Russian. And there were a few other characters, uh, some more minor, but still they were in the movie that were represented. And it was cool. It was cool to see. Um, And it was also... Another thing I have to point out is that the cinematography was absolutely beautiful. Just the shots were so like crisp and clear and just HD. It just looked so visually pleasing. And um and you know, and they shot it, I believe they shot it on IMAX cameras. And uh it probably would have looked even better if I had went to go see the IMAX version of the movie. But I it, it looked good just in a regular screening. I mean, you know, you you don't have to see it in IMAX unless you really want to up the visual experience of the movie. And if you do, then by all means go see the IMAX uh, version of the movie. Uh, But if not, you know, just do what I did. Just go see the regular version. It's cheaper, you know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it was... I'm trying to think of what else to say. I think I may have said everything I wanted to say. Um, oh yeah, something else about the movie that is kind of interesting, going back, going back to the, uh, pandemic and how movie theaters were, you know, had shut down for like last five months, most everything in the latter half, in the middle, the middle and the latter half of this year has either been moved to like the tail end of this year or early next year or the middle of next year. Like it's been moved or or they released some or some of the movies have been released on streaming services but uh it was interesting the journey that this movie went on in particular when it came to uh premiering because it was supposed to come out July 17th of this year and then because of the pandemic they pushed it back 2 weeks to the 31st and then they pushed it back to like August 30th I believe or sometime August like maybe early August, and then they delayed it indefinitely, and at which point I was like, okay, just release it on a streaming service, or, you know, maybe, hopefully by August, everything should be back to normal, uh, so I was like, I was, I was kind of bummed out when I read that, and I was like, man, when are they going to release it, because <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm dying to see this movie, uh, and then a few weeks after they indefinitely delayed the movie, they released a trailer, and this was like, I think mid-August, they released the third and final trailer for the movie, and it came out. came out September 3rd. Uh, and I was like, yes, finally. And um, and I was going to go see it opening weekend, but, you know, I had some other stuff I had to do. And I just decided, I'll just wait until I can um, record a review on my podcast, and I'll just save it for my first review. So I guess the last thing to do would be to go over my final thoughts on the movie. Uh, so, in conclusion, Christopher Nolan's latest movie, Tenet, was a well-directed, well-edited, well-shot, well-acted movie with, um, yeah, some very talented people, uh, and a really interesting original concept that, yes, even though it involved, even though it was a time travel science fiction spy action movie it used the concepts 
in a way that made it feel fresh and unique. And it, it didn't feel like it was, you know, treading on anything that had been done before. It felt new. And that was really, that was, that was really, I admired that greatly about the movie. And it was also nice to see a movie that wasn't based on a book or a video game or it wasn't a remake or a sequel to a movie that came out a decade or two decades ago. Um, it was just its own new idea. And and I guess I'm kind of, I guess <laughs> the hypocrite's going to come out in me, come out of me right now because I I say that and yet I do see movies that are sequels and remakes and reboots sometimes without having seen and the in, in the case of the reboot sometimes I see the reboot without having seen the original um but but still even though even even saying that I, I do still appreciate when a new original idea um for a movie is you know thought of and they and the movie end, ends up you know coming out you know it ends up because you know in a world where people think that creativity and originality is dead because you know that old phrase I'm sure you've heard of it that old phrase there's nothing new under the sun well that's not entirely true and you know as as mentioned previously even though the movie deals with genres and concepts that have been tackled in other movies before I feel like this movie does it in a way where it's um unique and you know with um, and especially with a director like Christopher Nolan at the helms of the movie you know that it's going to be something different than you've seen before even if you have seen any of his other movies you know <laughs> so i think i'm going to give the movie a 9 out of 10 9 time inverted bullets out of 10 um i think it was that good and i think by the end of this year it will probably it'll it'll definitely be in my top 5 favorite movies but it may even be my either my top 3 or maybe my top one favorite movies of the year maybe my first choice for best movie of the year but we'll have to wait and see at the end of the year um who knows i might see something that tops it unlikely but you know (laughs) it could happen so i guess that's it and again sorry the episode was kind of short uh but you know it's the pilot so i and i'm kind of improvising in a way i I figured I'd kind of go for an improvisational tone instead of, like, writing down a script. So, you know, just to see if it worked. I may write scripts in the future. I may not. But just know that I'll every Friday and Saturday I'll post a review or uh, a discussion of something in entertainment for you guys. And I hope that you enjoy it. This has been Brent Aiken. And thank you for listening to the first episode of my first podcast, Listen, Watch, Discuss. Take care, and I'll see you tomorrow.